Welcome back to another episode of the College Football Overdrive Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Fred Purdue. I'm joined by my esteemed colleague, Rick Brown, in the midst of a hurricane. Not a raindrop, but a hurricane. What's going yeah, on, Rick? Hey, what's up, Freddie P? We definitely know it's not those Miami hurricanes. This is a serious thing. So, um, you know, I usually start off with a joke or something light. I just want to wish everybody uh, safety down, uh, especially down in the southwest part of Florida. Um, Ian is no joke. Ian is doing some crazy things. So um, be careful. Even when this thing looks like it's over, um, be aware. Be aware of your surroundings. And if you don't have to go anywhere, please stay in. Stay in and listen to us because we will bring some joy to your to your situation and that's word is bond thank you for that psa sir uh yeah make sure you guys stay safe stay dry stay listening to us i mean we got all the good takes right so we're talking college football here uh week five week five i mean it it seems like once the season starts going it just seems like it just it gets here super quick so um we're already in week five already and we got some things to talk about so Coaching firings. Another coach hits the dust, and maybe another another already employed coach might uh, want to take his job. You never know. Um, we got some injury news and some transfer portal news. So let's jump right into it. But before we do, make sure you go follow the show on Twitter at CFB Overdrive. You can find me on Twitter, Fred Purdue CFB. Rick, where can they find you? Find me on Twitter. At Rick Brown 91, where the question remains, what the hell is a Tar Heel? Can <laughs> someone tell me what the hell is a Tar Heel? Still waiting. Still waiting. Still, Still waiting. waiting. Still waiting. Still waiting. So we have some some head coaching firings, right? So we talked about this, and I actually predicted this one. I actually said it. I was a week off, actually. Um, when we were talking about before, after Herm Edwards got fired, we were talking about coaches that were on the hot seat per se or may lose their job very, very soon. And the number one guy on my list was Jeff Collins, Georgia Tech head coach. He lost to UCF. Him and his, his Yellow Jackets lost to the UCF Black Knights. And, yeah, it wasn't pretty. It wasn't pretty at all. And – well, you think he should get maybe another year? Mm, I'm not ready to do it, and I guess Georgia Tech wasn't either because not only did they do they they gave him the axe, they gave the athletic director the axe too. Crucial here in them streets. I mean, I mean, it reminds me of back in the day. They said, "What season is it? It's rabbit season? No, it's duck season. No, it's firing coaches season." <laughs> Seems like every damn week we talk about someone getting axed. I mean, if it's not frosty, if it's not you play to win the game, Herm, <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's Jeffrey. And, yeah, I, I still think he, he deserved another year. But, hey, who am I? I'm not corrupt. <laughs> Jeez. It's In crucial, four man. seasons at Georgia Tech, Jeff Collins went 10-28. and 28. I mean, we're not even competing for bowl games at this point. Can we at least pr- pr- uh, get to a bowl game? Um, you saw the progression at Temple back in 17 and 18 from seven wins to eight wins, uh, went to a bowl game, won that bowl game the first year in, and then the, the, we had the Manny Diaz hiring. He was kind of the leftover goods that became the Manny Diaz hiring at Miami. Once he went to Temple, then came back to Miami, he took the job at, uh, from there, moved on to Georgia Tech. Here's the problem. So, and we can kind of jump in. We can kind of go for, forward with this thing, too, uh, thinking about the players that we have and maybe some candidates. Um, you got to – we know that you have limitations when it comes to recruiting. You have to go into the private schools and go get those gyms. You have to go go into Florida, get some of those gyms at those private schools Shout out to Jordan Dominique, Polk County. But anyway, um, who's now moved on, but still, nonetheless, um, you have to be able to go find those diamonds in the rough. You have to do what the schools like North Carolina, what's a Tar Heel, 
Um, you have to do what Stanford does. And even now you're having to recruit against those types of schools because they're coming into your backyard and saying, well, Georgia Tech or a Stanford degree, which one's going to go further? Which one has better connections? Where do you have a better chance of actually playing in the NFL? Because Stanford, not while not competing for national championships, does produce good offensive linemen, does produce some viable NFL options. So you actually have to worry about that now. And then on top of that, you have your own in-state rival, the defending national champion, Georgia Bulldogs. They're whooping your ass every week, every year. So, hmm, it's not it's tough sledding, and the next guy might have it just as bad. It, it, it is tough, and before we, we jump into who that next guy could be, you know, my thing was this. You know, your, your first – your first two years, you did okay, but but something that that hit the world that we haven't really discussed at all is how much COVID had had an effect on sports. Definitely, I mean, we we, we know it, it it affected the world, and but it affected college football just as just as just as much, and so. Just like you give the players a COVID year, <laughs> an extra year because of COVID. I mean, I think the coaches, their situation should have been, they should get an uh, extra year because, I mean, you didn't know who was playing, who would be, when they would be playing, if the other team would, would be able to make it down. And all of these have an effect on, on especially when you're talking about kids 18 to 22 years old who are still becoming men. And, and so I, I, I think firings are premature unless something big or something, something really happened, which, you know, other than the record, because I think the record can be overlooked, but, it, but it just by firing the, the head coach and the AD tells me they were ready to make this move anyway. Yeah, they it seemed like they already did want to go and when you, it's very it's very telling when you let go of the AD and the head coach. I mean, you're saying let's just clean house and start over. And usually that's going to set you back, you know, 3 to 5 years instantly because now you he's making all of the the higher fires for every other for other sports too. So now you're saying, we're, and sometimes I, I I look at programs and I say, are you? Do you think you're a little bit better than what you really are? I think maybe Georgia Tech has that 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 idea, and the reality is they were a lot better than what people gave them because guess what, Paul Johnson, you ran a triple option offense, and you won and you competed for ACC titles. You were consistently a ten win team every year. And you said, no, that's not enough. That's not enough that we have academic standards and we're beating out schools like Miami, Florida state, um, because you know, they did beat Florida state at home um, making Jameis's life. Uh, that, that was the best day night of my life. I'm just saying, but um, you're, you're competing with the Clemson's of the world year in and year out at, at the, at the height of what they were doing, you were competing with those teams and you said, no, that's not enough. We need a coach that can run an exciting offense because we're not throwing the football. They were one of three schools running a traditional old school wing T veer triple option offense. All they were doing was what your coastal Carolinas are doing from shotgun. It's the same thing, but because it's not flashy, your quarterbacks aren't going to the draft. You've only put one offensive lineman in because all we do is cut block. Uh, you have one offensive lineman in the NFL who happens to have a couple of those those shiny things on his hand uh, in from new, his days in New England and may have another one uh, in Tampa. You know, it, it it's very telling how some schools, Georgia Tech being one of them, just cannot get out of their head. They think they're Georgia, but they're really – they're a solid 10-win team, and there's nothing wrong with that. 
you're never going to compete for national titles. If you're not Clem- if you're not Clemson, Ohio State, Alabama, um, to a degree, maybe USC, Florida State, Miami, when they get really, really good at the height of what they do, and that neither of those teams are really where they want to be. LSU at the height of what they do. If you're not winning like that, if you're not putting rosters together like that, which you can't, I'd settle for 10. I, as a Miami Hurricane fan, I'd be happy to win 10 games every single year for like a decade. I'd be happy with it. Be more than happy with it. Yeah, y'all just get spoiled. Y'all be like, yeah, but, yeah, but, but, but but they didn't win in the playoffs. No, they they didn't get as a national championship. Yeah, whatever. You know, I used to hear. I remember one year, uh, Alabama. I think they lost. Like I can't remember the year, but it's been a while. Um, I remember hearing fire Nick Saban. I'm like, if you fired Nick Saban tomorrow, he wouldn't make it 24 hours without a blank check in front of him. <laughs> And I'm not just talking from college teams. I'm talking NFL too. Well, maybe. I mean, the NFL. He 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 tried that before. Mm, I think they'd reconsider a little. Maybe just mm. maybe. Maybe mm. just maybe. Nah. No. Nah. Not even as the figurehead type. No. No. Okay. No. I tried. No. I tried, Nick. Stay in. Stay at Alabama. Stay at Alabama. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about some some candidates to replace. Uh, one Jeff Collins. I mean, AD is a whole nother a whole nother game, so we're not even touching that. But who are some candidates that you think would be a good fit? And I know one one comes to mind very easily, so I'll let you kind of start out with that one. Well, you know, I was going to just I was just going to say, you know, Urban Meyer's looking for a job, but <laughs> but I, I, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to be serious about this. You know, um, you you mentioned the guy. I mean, how about how about Jerry Chadwell? Um, I mean, Chadwell? Jamie, yeah, yeah. Jamie from Chadwell, um, yeah. Coastal Carolina. For Coastal Carolina, I mean, he seems to be the hot guy right now because you're not going to get Luke um, Fick, uh, Luke Fickle. Fickle from Cincinnati. You know that. So um, maybe Coach Chadwell, but uh, I, and this is not in particular order. I got a, a three of them. Um, Bill O'Brien. Mm. And, and, and why I say him is he has um, he's coached college before and think about when he came in um, at Penn State. It was right after the Jerry Sandusky situation and he helped smooth everything out there. And, and look where um, what Franklin has benefited from this um, him cleaning, basically cleaning house, and getting things back right. So I think uh, Bill O'Brien would be a good, a good fit. And then maybe he'll take his uh, Polk County partner. Um, oh, what is coach's name? Uh, never mind. I'll come back to that in a minute. Um, but my top choice, if I could read my dag on handwriting, is coach. Uh, coach. Uh, oh yeah, Kansas coach. Lance oh, Leopold. Lance Leopold. Okay, yeah, so you're in my yeah. playbook. Get out of my playbook. Well, you Get know, playbook, he's Belichick. had success um, wherever he's been. Uh, Wisconsin, Whitewater, Buffalo. KU is 4-0 right now. <laughs> I mean, uh, maybe this is his time to go on over to the ACC. And while they're still... All this conference realignment stuff is going on. Might be a chance to make a move, to make another move. What say you? So you were in my playbook a little bit. So Lance Leopold was definitely one of, I mean, watching them offensively, uh, actually on both sides of the ball was something that I'm just like, hmm, this is not Kansas I remember. Um, so they haven't been this good since what Mark Mangino was there back in like 06, wow. I want to say. Yeah, like 06 when they were when they were a part of that year, or was it 07? It was 07 
when the, that was the USF and everybody else, every, there was a different number one for like six straight weeks. Everybody would lose if you got to the number yeah, that year. And they went to the Orange Bowl, if, I, if that was the correct year. Yeah, that, they haven't been good since then. So he's definitely uh, one on the, on the list. I'm not a big Bill O'Brien fan. Uh, I think he works. I don't think as the head coach, he's great. I think as the offensive coordinator, he fits because now he just says, look, I'm working with the quarterbacks. I'm working with the offense. That's it. Um, but as the actual head coach, mm, mm, nah, okay, not really. Um, my name, and I'm I'm not a big – you can kind of kill the Dion stuff. I mean, we all think Dion would – the buzz would work. Especially but, in Atlanta, yeah, yeah. Exactly in Atlanta. But then the problem, the problem lies – academics how do you get how many kids can he actually get in that don't have the grades or you have to build them up and then now you're having to go get those recruits not all of these recruit newsflash folks probably 85 percent of college football players would never be at these universities if they actually had to have grades the actual grades that the rest of us normal people have even at schools like Stanford, North Carolina, Virginia, Vanderbilt, Wake Forest, and so on, they still would never. Most eighty-five percent of these guys would never make it into these classrooms. So you're get you're having to make a, accommodations for a lot of these kids, find classes that they can take that they can pass, if you know what I mean. <laughs> so to get these kids now, would the buzz be great? Yes. Is the money there? Mm, maybe you never know. Um, but the reality is he would have to do a lot of recruiting and there would have to be some money made. And I, I'm not the biggest Dion fan when it comes to the coaching side of things. I think he'd be, for me, I think, uh, with him, I think he used Jackson state as a stepping stone. And because he's played such a narrative into put such a narrative into HBCUs and building them up when the reality is he's really hasn't and he shows a lot of favoritism as he should to his kids and a certain Travis Hunter. Um, It's very hard for me to believe he's going to break that narrative simply because the backlash that he, he would receive by going to a power five school, although he was a candidate and he almost had the, um, he was almost a shoe in for the Arkansas job before uh, Sam Pittman got there. Um, but you know, I don't think this right now, I don't see him as a, as a legit candidate. Jamie Chadwell would be the perfect fit simply because of the offense he runs. It's a very similar offense to what Paul Johnson did there. It's QB friendly. And the difference between your power fives and your G fives is really just the trenches. So, if you can win, if you can go get those offensive linemen and develop them like you're doing at a Coastal Carolina, bring Willie Korn with you, former Clemson quarterback, by the way, uh, who has a little experience and has those connections there too. So you can go steal some of those Clemson guys. Hmm. Sounds like a match made in heaven. We'll see. Also, one two two names I've heard, and I've heard this through the through the the you you know we we're both in we were we've both been in this field and you just hear things from people with really close connections to these universities coaches players whatever uh two names i've heard that are very sneaky names dan mullen former florida head coach mm-hmm. that one's interesting because he doesn't have any expectation there and he can run a very similar option style offense that he ran when he was with urban Meyer at Florida. And one I would love to see just simply because I already know how much of a dumpster fire it would be. And I would would love to see this one Al fools golden. I mean, Al golden, sorry, Al golden. Um, That would be great. Just, it would make my heart sing to see Miami just, just Never mind, Miami isn't doing that yet. But Monday potentially just dropping fifty on them every time. That'd be great because you know he's a defensive coordinator, and yeah, you never know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's a defensive coordinator at Notre Dame right now, so you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you know how I feel about Al Al Golden, but you know, 
Um, but yeah, we we'll see how this kind of this thing uh, fills out and just shakes out uh, going throughout the year. Um, they have plenty of time. They've gotten out, out ahead of this thing. I think that's the one thing these teams are doing. They're firing coaches early so they they can go out and have that search firm if they want to employ that and have them go out and get the best candidates they can, line them up and say, what's the best option? So that's what they're doing. Can't be mad at them for it. Jeff Collins, you'll probably end up at the Nick Saban School of Coaching. Uh, You'll be taking head coaching 101 and you'll probably end up somewhere else at some point. So just be patient, my guy. Um, but for now, go ahead and update that LinkedIn page. So, <laughs> so uh, we have we have some we have some some injuries. So Texas Texas A and M running back Aeneas Smith is out for the season with a fractured leg. Right. Uh, he he was their speedster. He was their uh, he was just he was their do it all guy. Uh, he he really was well probably half of the offense outside of um, a Shane. So for me, um, I, I don't have, I don't feel bad for Jimbo. I don't I never feel bad for Jimbo, but I do feel bad for the young man because at some point those NFL futures, uh, you do want to have a, a, those cl- a clean bill of health going into the, into um, going into the, that off season and go being able to go to the draft and everything. So speedy, I'm hoping for a speedy recovery for him. So that you know, those NFL dreams can become true. Ditto. We have a transfer. Uh, we have a transfer portal uh, player entering in the transfer portal. Boise State quarterback Hank Bachmeyer. Mister Bachmeyer was the he was a freshman. I remember um, they were playing his first time. I saw him. They walked into. Dope Campbell Stadium, actually. Yep, they walked into Dope Campbell Stadium. He was a freshman. They beat Florida State. Uh, that was a few. That, he, that was about four years ago now, because I think he's a redshirt senior at this point. Uh, lost his job. Didn't play well last year either. Didn't play well this year. Uh, I don't know what's going on at Boise State right now, but it's not looking good. And he is now on to greener pastures. Um. Maybe a G five, maybe a G five, another G five, low end power five job comes open. Um, but these guys entering the transfer portal so early, I mean, this thing is, I mean, this is out of control at this point. Like you don't play for three weeks, four weeks, and they make a quarterback change and they say, yeah, it's over, and you just, you're just like, yeah, I'm gone, I'm good, I'm good. You know, haven't they learned from Jimmy G? In San Francisco, one injury just be, away. Just be patient; it's gonna work out. I mean, you can't do it midway, mid through. The, and, and any school that takes him, I will question because I will question his commitment. I mean, is he really committed to team or self? Well, uh, to me, the 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 answer is clear. Very true. Very true. Um, Bachmeyer. Finished the he's had a, he's had a solid career. He's a a redshirt junior. Um, came in, started his freshman his freshman season, eighteen hundred yards, nine touchdowns, six picks. Got better, eleven hundred yards in twenty twenty. I mean, that was the COVID year, so I I really don't I don't fault you in the COVID year. Um, last you year Jeff, you did Jeff Collins. Oh, oh yeah, he, yeah, I, that's different. Um. <laughs> Last year, as a junior, uh, he had 3,000 yards, 20 touchdowns, eight interceptions. I don't know what's going on this year. Um, I think part, part of it is that you have a new coach, and he has a short leash. When these 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 players cannot take adversity, I remember there was a, um, a quarterback in who you know uh, quite well for USF, and he was like he started like six on the depth chart uh, mm. when he first got there, mm. and then by the time the season, huh? A certain way Gibson, yeah, a certain way Gibson, yeah, huh? And by the time the season started, I think he had moved up to third, and then one injury, 
one injury later, guess who was started and taking yeah. them to a bowl game? And Shout beating out to my guy, Matt, Matt Grossi. Matt Grossi. What's up, Maddie? Maddie G. What's happening, man? Uh, and, and going up to Auburn. And, and, yeah, and knocking them. off Auburn. And, 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 yeah. yeah. I mean, now that's what you told. And, and I asked him, I said, Matt, why? What What made you decide to stay? He said, I ain't afraid of competition. I said, enough said. You ain't got to say nothing else. I think nowadays, and it, it does show with a lot of these young quarterbacks, and, and I get it, quarterback is a little different because – there's one football and nowadays when kids have an opportunity to go there, there's no such thing as just sit and wait my turn. Quarterback is a little different receiver, running back, offensive line, any of the skill guys. It's you have more of an opportunity because you, you do with receivers, for example, there's four of them on the field, three to four of you on the field at one time, linebacker, pass rusher, you you're going to get a rotation play. And if you actually, you have to make the best of those reps. But at quarterback, if you got a guy that's entrenched, if you have a guy that, you know, uh, a veteran, let's say a three-year starter, I'm just going to throw a name, Aaron Murray. I'm just going to throw a name out there from Georgia. Let's say if you're that hot freshman that comes in, you're not starting for at least two years. Do you really, really want to sit there? Now, at the same time, are you look when you're signing that letter of intent, are you smart enough to say, well, there's, there's an entrenched starter here. Do I want to go and sit here for a while? Hank was a little different. He came in as a day one starter. Uh, he had an injury in the COVID year. I do remember that. He did have an injury. And sometimes I think injuries and then coaching staffs come in, and I think that changes how they look at it, maybe a different, a different philosophy on offense. There are various different things happen, and you can't fault the guy. He's a He's a – He's a true senior, so he you, you can't fault him. He's not going to see the field. They've gone in a different direction. They want a more dual-threat mobile quarterback. He's more of a pro-style drop-back passer. So I can understand what they want, and they say, look, go with the young freshman. He's going to be the future. If we're going to have a down year, might as well go get him some experience. Cool. Cool. I get it. Uh... All right, whatever. I, 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 I'm not. I mean, Urban Meyer did this when he first got to Florida. He brought this freshman in named um, Timothy Tebow, but they had, a, but they had a senior there who had helped them win as well. But they and were two style, they, they were two different types of quarterbacks. Two different though. style quarterbacks, exactly, exactly. That's my point. Just, just bringing up. From your point, because the the Tebow, you know, uh, this Urban wanted to run his his fancy uh, read option, and, and and I cannot think of why can't I think of these quarterbacks today? Chris Leak, Chris Leak, Chris Leak. That's right. Sorry, Leak. You was a good guy. Um, and Leak's more of a drop back passer, and Urban played them both. And now Tebow had a pack, pack. He was a package guy. It was gold in the line. beginning. In the right. beginning, that's right. Right, but that's Chris right. Leak took. It was almost like like swapping in your wildcat court running back. It was like a wildcat type of thing, honestly. Versus Chris Leak was taking ninety nine percent of the snaps. I don't think anybody's pulling off their their dual threat freshman quarterback. This guy they have here, uh, and I've seen Boise State. They're they're not that good up front and I think what they're trying to do again if you have that new for that young freshman you have and you're looking towards the future it's kind of like in the NFL you're Hank Bachmeyer was essentially the bridge quarterback and there's nothing wrong with that but at the same time if you're going to use him as a bridge you can't be upset if he's using the transfer portal as an opportunity for one last shot to put film on out there so he can get to the league and potentially be a fifth, sixth, seventh round pick. Or even a, a, I would hate to say this undrafted free agent, but because at that point all bets are off, but at least you have one last year of film to put out there. So I can't be mad at him for that. 
And that's why we, at times, have um, have uh, different opinions. And we'll just agree to disagree. Definitely, definitely. So, speaking of, of quarterbacks. Although right? you're wrong. Uh, oh, okay. Okay, you see how he <laughs> did that? Okay, okay. I'll get you back later. I'll get you back later for this one. So, um, we have, before we get into our picks and predictions, we're about we're five. We're going in the we're in we're four weeks past into this season, and we kind of get have a good gauge on who are our stars of the year who may just pick up some the ultimate hardware in the sport, which is the Heisman Trophy. So we've devised a top five for our Heisman picks. How do you want to do this? You want to go just give your five, I give my five, or you want to start from you want to go want to alternate? How do you want to do this? Uh, well, I'm sure what I'm guessing, I'm guessing three of our three of our five are the same. So let's just, just my... get them. Let's just get them out of the way. Mm-hmm. So we'll OSU. start. From, okay, Ohio State. Okay. C, uh, CJ Stroud at one. Yes, very much. Alabama. Bryce Young. Yes. And. I'm trying to try make sure I'm on your same level, on your same page. Kansas. Mm-mm. No, Mm-mm. no Jalen Daniels. Mm-mm. Okay, well we'll stop right there. All right, so my 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 third guy, and this I wasn't given in any particular order, but my third guy is is Jalen Daniels. Uh, I I think you have to include him. Uh, Kansas four and uh, He's the main reason why they're four and zero. Let's be real. So, I think he will get some consideration to uh, go to New York at the end of the year. Okay, okay, I like it. I like it. Uh, my number three, my number three is my dark horse for my dark horse team with that dark horse quarterback uh, who transferred from Virginia Tech, Hendon Hooker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah. Tennessee. I mean, did you see what he did last week against Florida? I mean, it was he's already he's got eleven hundred seventy yards, seven touchdowns, no interceptions, seventy one percent completion, which is three percent higher than last year. Um, I mean, he came off. He already came off of a very hot season last year: twenty nine hundred yards, thirty one touchdowns, three interceptions. He's well on his way to doing that uh, in four games already, and not to mention. He can he can actually run the football, uh, 175 yards rushing with three touchdowns. The, what happens the when they lose are, the rest of their games? Ooh, I was waiting. I'm for that. I'm just, I was just, waiting I'm, for that. I was just, waiting for that. Um, here there was a certain and you named him a certain Tim Tebow that won a Heisman with four losses, <laughs> four, and he lost his bowl game to Michigan. I will not accept anyone win. If you can lose that many games, you can still win the Heisman. No, sir. Not if your name isn't Tebow. Mm, Very true. Shout out to Toby Gerhardt. They stole your Heisman. (laughs) Uh, I got to take it home. I got to take it to my homeboy for my fourth pick. Uh Yeah, this is a biased pick. Um, Uh But I, 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 I loved what he did last year at Oklahoma. I love what he's doing this year. We're on the same USD. Oh, that's our third pick. I knew we had three together. Mm-hmm. Caleb. Finish it out. Love it, Caleb Williams. I love it. <laughs> uh, 1,054 yards, nine touchdowns, no interceptions, 65% completion. That is up a tick from last year. And you can add in two extra rushing touchdowns. And where and, and, and where is he from? <clears throat> oh, he's from D.C. Oh, thank you very much. Thank, oh, yeah. Thank, he thank, gets busy. He got thank, busy. Thank you DC. very much. I thank remember you, seeing you. his film in high school, and I was like, who is this? And they were like, D.C. And I'm like, they play high school football there? And I'm like, yeah, he's going to be a real problem. And yeah. he is a real problem. He is. He is. He is. And fifth, I know you don't have this guy. I know, but I also had to bring it a little close to home. Um, I've known this kid since he was in um, middle school, actually. Mm. Um, one Michael Penix Jr. Ooh, I like it. I from like Pasco High School. Um, 
here in um, Dade City, Florida. Uh, just he, he he left Indiana and took his talents way out to the other Washington, and, and but still doing what he's doing, running, passing, connecting, winning. Will uh, they had... actually give him an opportunity because West Coast bias? They will. They do not watch those games, and no matter how well he plays, even if they are a t- eight win team, nine win team, because we don't see them because they play Pac twelve after dark. Will he give an opportunity? True, but I think he will because his because they will remember him scaring the living daylights out of many people while at Indiana. Mm-hmm. And they and mm-hmm. hear that name, and then they'll see that Washington is is doing what they're doing. Um, I think he'll get a shot. Or he'll, get, number... he'll get a look-see. Mm, he might get an honorable mention. Okay, I can live with it. I can live with it. Um, my number five, and I got to – I dogged this guy last year. I dogged him. I called him a game manager. Ooh. I said he wasn't that good. Are you going there for real? Yeah, I'm going there. You going yeah, between I the call, hedges? I'm going. Oh, the kid had he had 29 touchdowns, seven picks last year, 2,800 yards. He's already almost halfway there in four in four games. He has 1,200 yards, Say his name, five Jason. touchdowns, one pick. I mean, he broke somebody's ankles a couple a week ago against South Carolina, and I'm still. I think that he's still breaking ankles. I mean, say his name. He's Stetson Bennett. I can't believe I just said that because last year I dogged him. If you know, if you followed me on social media, you'll know I dogged this man, and 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 I all puns intended. I dogged him. Oh, he's not that good. He throws YOLO balls. He's not athletic. He He's just a walk-on. He's not going to win them anything, and they just kept winning games. But it's the defense. It's I, every reason why he isn't that good. And now he looks like a completely different quarterback. Stetson Bennett is my number five, easily. It's funny, it's funny what a national championship would do for your confidence, won't it? For real, for real. <laughs> I mean, he he plays like he he's in command of this offense, and I'm just like, wow. I mean, I if you call if we had a most improved player like they do in the NBA, he would definitely get it. He'd easily walk into this. I mean, he's a baller. Uh, I'm not gonna say he's gonna win it. I'm not gonna say he's gonna be some NFL quarterback or anything. But for right now. I can't really I, – and I need the numbers to be – the numbers are, will never justify what you see on the field with him because Georgia's not going to throw the football. They're going to play bully ball. But if you if you know, you know. Because last year we knew, hey, man, you have – don't – just don't crash this Ferrari. You have a defense among all defenses. You have a very good offensive line. Run the football. Manage the game. Now they're saying, look, Go win this game. Go put this game out of reach so our defense can just go eat. They can hunt in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. I, I'm singing the guy's praises, and I never thought I'd do that. You see, I I, I love your maturity. I, I do think that's a, 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 a that is better than a. Um, I, I think that's a good pick. I, I, I do, and he may have something to say about all of this, um, and he's going to have the games to prove it. That he may be able to sneak himself up if um, CJ or Bryce have a little, a little stumble, just a little stumble, just a little. Then, then this guy could Stetson could uh, shock some people. He has a high-profile games to do it, and plus he's in the SEC. Definitely, definitely. I have two honorable mentions. I don't. Don't think you dare! Don't you two, dare two say. Honorable- don't you dare say those those, those non quarterback names. Mm, no, there's one is a quarterback and one isn't a quarterback. One, uh, give me the give me the non quarterback because if it if it's a tight end, I will. No, 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 no. Okay, but, then if it's that defensive mm, end, no, then, no, 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 okay. no, 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 no. All right, all right, no. all right. So no Brock, no Brock Bowers, and no Will Anderson. No, no. Okay, thank you. All right, no, defensive then, players should have their own Heisman, but hey, what am, who am I to say? 
Continue um, there, my brother. Continue. So Blit so Blake Corum, uh running uh, yeah. back Michigan. Yeah. Six yeah, four hundred seventy-eight right. yards. That puts him at seventh in the nation, leads the country in rushing yard in rushing touchdowns. Seven in the last two weeks. Yep. yep yes. Yep. Yes. About and I mean he he's there are no special running backs this year, really. Um I thought B. John Robinson might have been the guy, but he's he's still not all the way there. My other one, and he's been impressing me since day one of the season. Drake May, quarterback, North Carolina. Leads the country in passing touchdowns. Uh, is 10th in the country in passing yards. And that's only because he had a week off. <laughs> so uh, he's got 1,221 yards, which is only about 160 yards short of the lead for the in the country behind, held by your Michael Penix. So, yeah. Yeah, those are two names you may want to watch towards the end that may get a chance to sneak on in there. Yeah, yeah. Um, the the only reason I'm not going to go with with the 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 Tar Heel dot dot dot. Um, uh, he he'll have time, so uh, I'm not ready. I'm not ready for him. Um, the running back has some high profile games that he'll have an opportunity to really get we'll into about that one soon. In a couple yeah. minutes, we'll be talking about that one. So yeah. these games, um, if he continues to put up numbers, he may, he may work his way into the conversation. And I correct myself. I want to correct myself. I don't want to short him. Uh, Drake may have 16 touchdowns in four games. Just saying. That's more. That's one that's tied with C.J. Stroud, but still, sixteen touchdowns in four games is, and the major and ten of those touchdowns happened in two. Once again, one against Notre Dame on real defense, and one against your family Rattlers. So, yeah, four against that App State team that he that was a a, a barn burner. So yeah, I mean they he's he's gonna have an opportunity to be in this thing only because their defense is complete garbage. And I'm here for that. I am completely here for that because I love seeing North Carolina struggle on defense. Anytime Gene Chizik struggles on defense, I am here for it. <laughs> How about that? So we have so that's our Heisman. That's our Heisman uh, list for the week. We'll kind of update this thing throughout. I don't really see mine changing much. Uh, it's usually one thing I've always said. Usually, the stars of the stars of the year tend to stay. They're kind of in now. They're locked in. They know what to expect. But you may have somebody just come on in and say, "Hey, Blake Corum, let me have that spot for the week. That honorable mention spot for the week." So uh, we'll kind of re- we'll re- re- we'll revisit this thing in maybe four more weeks. You never know. Um, picks and predictions. Picks and predictions. So we, let's kind of we can kick this thing off. So. We have, we can kind of start here. And I think we had a internet issue. Uh-oh, the storm doesn't like me. Mm. Nothing we can't, nothing we can't, uh, we can't alleviate, right? So, um, there we go. Can't hold me down too long. All right, so we have Michigan, Michigan and Iowa. This game is in this game is in in Iowa. So it's in Kinnick Stadium. So we get to wave we get to wave to the to the to the children in the hospital. We get to throw some we get to send them some balloons. That's all nice and good. Uh, Michigan's gonna beat the they won't beat the hell out of them. But I don't see this you have to score points against this Michigan team. Both teams have very good defenses, but Michigan can score points. And as long as you can score points and not give up the YOLO balls, I don't see Iowa being able to throw the ball well enough to win this game. Um, Blake Corum is going to have a, a heavy load. I could see him getting 20, 25 carries this game. Um, we still don't really know what we're getting at quarterback. We, we could get J.J. McCarthy this week. We could get Kay McNamara next week. We, it does, it's, with, with Coach Harbaugh, you just don't know. You just don't know. But they're going to run the football. And they'll be able to be explosive. The defense is going to be solid. I have Michigan in this game by 10 points. Uh, shout out to all the kids. I, I think that is one cool tradition that they do 
at Iowa. Having said that, those Wolverines are just going to beat feats. Go Michigan. We have Kentucky going to the Grove. That mm. is Ole Miss, who they're mm. going to be actually, they've paired up and they have some new helmets coming out. If you haven't seen them, go follow me on Twitter. Fred Produce CFB, you'll get a chance to see them. They're pretty dope. Um, this this the traditional stuff is going away, as as we we say. Uh, college football is about tradition, but sometimes you guys got to come into 2022 and you got to have what the kids like, and the kids want some drip, so give them give them what they want. So, with that being said, the Lane Train, Jackson Dart and Company are going to have they're going to be able to put up points. I actually like Will Levis a lot more than I thought I did. Uh, Chris Rodriguez at running back, they're going to be they're going to put up a good fight. This game is not going to be one of those. Um, those games that an Ole Miss team can just roll, they can just roll their helmet out and they're just going to win this game. Nah. Um, this Ole Miss team is going to be, they're good up front. Uh, they should be able to run the football. Lane is an offensive mastermind. It's who I wanted at Miami instead of the guy I got now because at least we could run an offense. That's really? not, that's, re- that's rather here. Yeah. No, yeah, he was my number one option. He was my number one option. I, wow. I took the other guy. That's a shame. Um, yeah, yeah, I know. I know. So, so yeah, I'm throwing slander. I'm throwing slander. Um, but nonetheless, um, give me the lane train. Give me the lane train. Uh, but it's gonna be. A, I think this one could be a shootout at the end. Um, those wild, those 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 Wildcats can score points. You know, I, I I had to take a double look at this game because I just realized they're both undefeated. Yes, <laughs> both four and zero, oh, both ranked. I mean, the Grove is is a beautiful place to play, especially during the daytime. I wouldn't be caught down there at night, but that's just my own. I was going to say the same thing. I, I, you know, <laughs> that's my personal thing, but that's that's neither here nor there. Not going to go there. Maybe next week. Find me on on Twitter. Ah, uh, but we could discuss it. You know, I, I didn't. I, I never thought I would say this about a Kentucky football team. But there's something about this squad that I like. There's something that that's that 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 that, that says toughness. That there's something that says we're ready for prime time. Give me the Wildcats on the road. Ooh, Wildcats do have the better defense. We will definitely see. Um, next up, we have the Oklahoma Sooners facing off against the TCU Wildcats. I'm sorry, TCU Wildcats. Ooh, wow. Um, the TCU Horn Frogs. Uh, I just tried to give you two games at once. Um, the TCU Horn Frogs. Uh, this Oklahoma team can put up points. We know they can put up points. But can they stop somebody? We have to ask that question again. Um, yeah, Adrian Martinez got off on them. And, I mean, he, he, got, he got off. Uh, TCU can do the same thing at home, especially if it has a solid package. Since it has a solid package with Sam Jackson, the backup quarterback, he's actually pretty quick. Um, Horn Frogs could could be at the be in play for the net, for the Big Twelve title if they can win this game. Hmm. I don't think the Sooners lose this game, <laughs> but I don't think TCU. I don't. I think TCU could keep this thing close. Hmm. 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 But a pissed off Dylan Gabriel. Mm. And company could be really dangerous. Mm. Give me the Sooners. Uh, after last week's um, fumble, Oklahoma, big on the road. Big. Mm. By the way, TCU is a plus seven <laughs> on the road. Or I'm sorry, at home. So, um, yeah. I can see... If if Oklahoma has issues and the questions start coming up about the defensive side of the ball, do we start questioning Brent Venables? <laughs> do we, I don't think anybody's getting fired, but the chink in the armor is there. It's been seen. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Speaking we'll see. of Oklahoma, they're – they're rivals, and the last time we'll see them play them, but we have uh, the Oklahoma State uh, Cowboys facing off against the Baylor Bears. 
Last time I saw Oklahoma State, Spencer Sanders was running all over somebody, and I think there's going to be a lot more of that. Um, they are undefeated. I really – I've been a fan of Spencer Sanders since his freshman year. Um, I got the chance to see him against Miami in the, in the Cheez-It Bowl a couple years ago. Honestly, I just don't see how this Baylor team – they're battle-tested, and that's great. But Spencer Sanders is a whole different type of beast. Win this game, you're in the driver's seat for the Big 12 title game. He's a man. He's 50. How old is Coach Gundy now? He's 50. Just, just, just leave it at 50. It sounds better. Yeah, he's a man. He's 50. Yeah, give, me yeah, the, yeah. give me the pokes. <laughs> uh, I said earlier, um, maybe a couple of weeks ago, that, you know, I just don't know. What bear? Who? Who? What? What this Baylor Bears team is about? I don't know what they're running. I don't know if they have an identity. Yes, they're three and one, uh, but that one loss it, it confused me. Um, the only Cowboys. Usually, I hate Cowboys, especially ones out of Dallas. But I'll go with these. Let's go. Let's go. OSU. Let's go. And and I and I can go ahead and say it now. He's a man and he's fifty five. He's fifty five. So uh, it doesn't sound as good. And now, no, nah, it doesn't. That's why I just. Said I'm it. a man. I'm fifty five. Yeah, that doesn't yeah. even sound. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah it doesn't. I got to come up with something for him now. I'm, yeah. I'm a at least maybe when he gets a little bit older, maybe he can, you can say I, I'm a man. I collect. I collect social. Never mind. I'm gonna leave that alone. Yeah, um, already ARRP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So, um, but you, we have the Wake Forest Demon Deacons coming off of a shocking loss. Um, I won't say shocking. They haven't beaten Clemson regularly or at all. But hell they have. Yeah, the, but it was a hell of a game. Best game of the week. They're facing off against the Florida State Seminoles, who are finally ranked uh, at number twenty-two. Because I have a disdain and a hate for this team, I normally would say Demon Deacons, but you're walking into Dope Campbell Stadium, a team that is it hasn't been winning at all in a long time. It's been about four years since they've been relevant, and they look really fast, physical, and aggressive on defense. Give me the give me the Knowles to win big. To win big, actually, Ooh, I think they're wow. gonna win big. Wow. 17 uh, to 17 point 17 to 21 point victory here. Wow. Yeah. Well, um Florida State undefeated. Um uh, shockingly so to some people. Uh some people think they're on the right track. I think they're on the right track. I would never have done this in the past. But there's just something about this Demon Deacon team. And they, they really impressed me last week in the loss against Clemson. And, yes, there are no moral victories. But what that loss told me is that they're going to be a handful in this ACC. Give me the Deacons, Demon Deacons. I'm going to put some respect on your name, Demon Deacons, on the road. To um to to beat them, them Florida State Seminoles. As much as I, I I'm just gonna just say this. I hope you're right because I hate I hate picking this team. I do. Uh, we have the Iowa State Cyclones facing off against the undefeated, still unranked Kansas City. I'm just Kansas City, Kansas Jayhawks. Ooh, I'm I'm already thinking towards the NFL show already. Um, Kansas Jayhawks. Lance Leopold and, and this offense look really, really good. Um, this is not the, the Iowa State of the of the last few years with Brees Hall and Matt, um, with Brock Purdy and company. Nah, this ain't that. This is they are not them. Uh, he is not him. Uh, they are not them. So, or however they like to say it. Give me the Jayhawks in this one, um, but it'll be close. As I said last week, rock, jock, chalk, chalk, rock, rock, chalk, chalk. Oh, give me Kansas. (laughs) 
We have the Texas A&M Aggies coming in at number 17, facing off against the Mississippi State Bulldogs and their quarterback, Will Rogers, who is in the top. He's in the conversation for some one of the top quarterbacks in the country. Uh, I don't I don't ever really go against Mike Leach and I don't plan on doing it now. This uh, Texas A&M team is depleted on both sides of the ball. And guess who's running the football now? Guess who's back? Mike Leach. Seven straight runs from a Mike Leach offense means, and that can actually throw the football. That's scary. I just don't – I never – I'd never go against the guy. I mean, ever since Crabtree breaks free, Colt McCoy is in shock, I've never went against him. So don't plan on doing it now. Give me the Bulldogs. I told you last time that the Aggies will win. They won. I'm sticking with uh, The last time – never mind. I'm going to leave that. Never Aggie mind. pride. Yeah, yeah okay. 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 Um, we have the Cal Bears facing off against uh, the Washington State Cougars. If you, you did not see that. that game against the, <laughs> if you did not see them against Oregon, Cam Ward is a beast. He is he is every, every everything that he has been advertised as. I will be taking those Washington State Cougars. Still don't understand why this game is on the on the docket when you have. Uh, Alabama-Arkansas matchup, a ranked matchup between both teams. But, hey, give me the Cougs. Yep. <laughs> yep. I got nothing to say about those Golden Bears. They're not too golden. They're kind of tarnished. Mm. Yeah, they're they're not. They're, they're fools golden. Ooh, anytime I can make a dig at Al Golden, I'm going to do it. Um, we talked about last week, I said, if Cle- Clemson has two hurdles left, one against NC State, one against Florida State. Well, this that one hurdle, number one, is here. Uh, Devin Leary and company look like they are pretty good after that week one almost debacle against uh, ECU. Uh, offense looks pretty good. The, believe it or not, so if I told you, what if I what if I told you that NC State has never won ten games ever? Mm. Would you believe me? Even with one Phillip Rivers. No, I'm sorry. They've won 10 wins. They've had 10 wins once. 10 or more wins once in school history. It was with that one Phillip Rivers. Never have it, they haven't won more than eight games since. Hmm. Hmm. I think this NC State team is is physical, but I don't think they have the horses to go with this this Clemson team. DJU, I'm still the the verdict is the, I'm still not sold on them. But when you have a running game and a defense like they do, that defensive line is just nasty. Brian Brzee, Miles Murphy, and company—they're going to take over that game. They're going to overwhelm that offensive line. Um, and Devin Leary, you're going to be seeing ghosts at the end of this one. You're going to throw two picks at least. Give me the Tigers. Uh, two two top ten um, teams could be the game of the week. I mean. NC State is really you have to like their where they are at this point and and, and what they're doing. Defense kind of scares me. Uh, however, and having said that, um, go Tigers. Last but not least, we have the SMU Mustangs with my former offensive coordinator Rhett Lashley who actually made my offense look good. This is not about the Canes. I'm sorry. I'm venting. Um, They're facing off against the UCF Knights, who I'm very – this is going to be a very fun game, contrasting styles. Gus Malzahn wants to keep the ball on the ground. He wants to limit uh, turnovers. Everywhere he's been, he's done the same thing, and he's been successful at it. Rhett Lashley wants to air it out. He wants to literally – he it's bombs over Baghdad for him. With that being said, I like what I've seen from UCF. They have athletes everywhere. They have speed all over the field, and that speed is to burn with. I mean, give me Gus. I mean, 
Gus knows he's he's been there to the highest point. He knows how to manage a game. And I think in a game against a guy like a Rhett Lashley who's calling the plays where he wants to be he wants explosive chunk plays, how do you limit that offense? Want a good defense, a stingy defense, a disciplined defense, but also a good running game to keep that other offense off the field. Give me the Knights. In Gus, we trust. Ooh, no Go UCF. Said. Go UCF. No, no said. This should be my game of the week, and it should have been on our docket, but it was not. Uh, the number two Alabama Crimson Tide are making a, a trip down to Little Rock to face off the number 20 Arkansas Razorbacks. Um, this game came down to the wire last year. It was 42-35 Alabama, but K.J. Jefferson and company gave them everything they wanted. Um, the, the tide are 17 point favorites. I don't think they'll win by 17. I don't think, I think this game will be a little bit closer than that. Uh, they need to give that team, put some, put some respect, um, on that Arkansas team. They put 671 yards on, on Alabama last year with, with a lot more on defense from last year with a lot more on offense that Alabama had. Um, I'm still going to take the tide in that one, but it'll be, I think it's going to be a lot closer than people think. And I think this one being at home might be the advantage. Those, those Razorbacks do need if they win it. Not so fast. What'd you say? Ooh. It's going to be close. I think it'll be Man, close. Bama's going to blow this team out the water. They're going to treat them like those. Remember, Remember when you see those these teams that are coming up and like, yeah, this is just to see where they are. This would mm-hmm. be a good little uh, test to just see where we are as a as a program. Um, Bama loves games like this. They love putting teams in their place. No, mm-hmm. Arkansas, you did well last year, but you're still not ready for prime time. Bama, big. Um, I still want to see who the playmakers are for Alabama. Um, Jameer Gibbs leads the team in receipt in, in receptions. Um, the Holden kid, uh, Treshawn Holden, who was the, he caught a, he down the stretch against Texas. Uh, he caught three crucial passes down the stretch to put them in field goal range to win it. Um, he's second on the team. He's actually the leader in recept in receiving yards. But no one really sticks out. Compared to the last few years, Bama has had playmakers. They really don't have playmakers right now. Defense looks solid. If they get in a dogfight and maybe those playmakers don't bail um, Bryce Young out, will he have to go into Superman mode again? Hmm, We'll see. We'll see. Um, but that's definitely going to be that's get, that game is not on the is not in our picks and predictions. But it just really made me wonder, like, why is this game not there? Are there any games that you saw throughout the week that maybe caught your eye? I haven't seen any games throughout the week. No, no games that you just like. Mm-hmm. This you said throughout the week. Oh, I mean, I'm sorry. It's Wednesday. It's Wednesday. I'm sorry. I'm I haven't sorry. seen any. I you haven't seen any. <laughs> Any game that really, really makes you, that intrigues you? Any game that intrigues you? Uh, I'm really looking for, I mean, not that we haven't talked about. I mean, I'm really looking forward to uh, Wake Forest and Clemson. And and a little, I have a, I'm going to have half an eye open at the Florida State game as well. Uh, But definitely, uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, For nostalgia purposes, um, only because I really liked him in his at his one of his previous stops until he decided to go bonkers and leave. Uh, Brett Bielema, head coach at, at Illinois, is going back to Camp Randall for the first time. When he was at Wisconsin, they were a they were a problem to the point they were beating Ohio State, and it just Brett Bielema felt like Wisconsin. Then he went to Arkansas and it didn't work. And then he went to the NFL and well, it kind of worked because he has a Super Bowl um, because he was with my New England Patriots. But I mean, he was an assistant. You know, no one even really knew he was there. And then he's now at Illinois and 
they haven't really beaten anybody and they really aren't going to beat anybody. But, you know, certain guys, they just, it just, it feels wrong when they leave. Brett, Miel- Brett Bielema leaving Wisconsin was one of those. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the only other one I saw was probably Kansas State um, facing off against um, Texas Tech. Both of those teams have been sneaky good. Yeah. And but we'll see. Um, nothing crazy. Nothing this week again. I'm not gonna say it because every time I say it, it turns out to be like a crazy wacky week. Um, so I'll just leave it at this week has a okay slate of games. Oh, my man. My so, man. Um, but yeah, we this week's going to be – this week has an okay slate of games. We will be on Twitter as much as possible. Um, I get to bury my head in the sand a little and be a, a fan. I don't have to worry about my team giving up 400 yards of offense and getting blown out by some team that they have no business getting blown out by. By so, a directional school. Yeah, a directional school. Yeah, and a G5 at that. Ugh. Ugh. Fire Josh Gaddis. Anyway, um, so, yeah. So, yeah, I get to be a fan this week. Miami Hurricanes are on by, on a bye week. And then maybe just maybe I get to tell you what who – who looking ahead a little, um, I might get to tell you what the hell a Tar Heel is after we beat them. Uh, Got to be optimistic, right? Uh, don't let the bye week beat you. Yeah, don't let the bye week beat you. But we'll stay focused on this week. Um, but you guys can catch us on Twitter at uh, CFB Overdrive. You can catch Rick on Twitter at Rick Brown 91 Tell him what a Tar Heel is, people, so he can quit asking the question. Because I even I didn't know in the beginning, and he had to point me in the right direction. You know, I'm starting to, I'm really starting to think these people don't know. Mm. And if you don't know, then you don't know. And that's fine. Because if you know, then you know. You can also catch me on Twitter, Fred Purdue CFB. Give me all I've been getting all the 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 canes, canes hate. And you know, it's it's like it's like y'all, I was I was like when we were really good, I was like 10, 11. You guys can leave me alone now. I don't I don't I don't even talk junk about this team anymore. It's like I'm just hoping. I just want one. I just want like eight wins, nine wins. We can start there. Nothing crazy. Um, but you know, uh, uh well, we'll see. But you guys can catch us up, catch, catch us talking college football throughout the week as well as on Saturday. To my Florida people, make sure you stay safe, stay dry. Uh, if you don't have to go anywhere, don't go anywhere. I don't plan on going anywhere. I plan on staying dry. Rick, please stay dry, stay safe, man. Um, until Sunday when we reconvene here after a wild Saturday, we will see you guys later. Stay safe and peace. Peace.